There must be alternatives. You must have some technology that could solve our problem. Your problem is not technology. The problem is you. You lack the will to change. Then help us change. I cannot change your nature. You treat the world as you treat each other. But every civilization reaches a crisis point eventually. Most of them don't make it. Yours did. How? Our son was dying. We had to evolve in order to survive. So it was only when your world was threatened with destruction that you became what you are now? Yes. Well, that's where we are. You say we're on the brink of destruction, and you're right. But it's only on the brink that people find the will to change. Only at the precipice do we evolve. This is our moment. Don't take it from us. We are close to an answer. everybody, this is Ed Hoffman and welcome to the main event. We open up with that clip from uh, the day the earth stood still, not the one from the 50s or 60s, but the one that was like four or five years ago. You know, and uh, you know, I heard the clip and I'm going, you know what? I think what, what people need to understand though, is we're at the precipice. Our time is now. That was four years ago. Four years ago, we had the guts to make a change, and we turned this country around, and we and we put Donald Trump in there, and he's turned the he's turned the economy around, our military around. He's really got us on the right track. Problem is, we still have we still have Satan out there, the Democrats, that still can't stand the fact that they're not in control, and they have to at at all cost, at all cost to try and tear it down and try to get back into uh, into control. And uh, in case you didn't know it, right now is... So we've got about eight months. Eight months to get our, uh, our house in order and make sure that we're ready to vote the way we need to vote to uh, turn this to keep this country on the right track and there's a lot of forces that are going against us that are trying to uh, deceive the American people and we need to tell the truth and that's why we have the main event so before I go any further let me introduce myself my name's Ed Hoffman for those of you that don't know me with Summit Funding if you're interested in getting involved in any of the fantastic opportunities that are real estate and you need financing, you want to talk to someone who thinks like you, so call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. One last time, day or night, toll-free, area code 855-640-2020. If you want to talk but or get some information, interest rates are low, they're going lower, what should I do? You want to get some information but you don't want to talk on the phone just yet, go to edhoffman.net. Click on the Summit Funding logo and fill in as much information as you want me to have. Tell me how much information you want back, and you'll hear back from either myself or one of my talented teammates, Eric Marquez, Cody Bradbury, Aaron Fredericks, or Brian Goodman will help you find the missing pieces to your real estate financing puzzle. If you hear something on the uh, on the show that you want repeated, also on edhoffman.net, 
Click on the podcast page. You can hear this show as well as several past shows, and you can uh, listen to it on demand. You can also get the podcast on SoundCloud or iTunes, uh, where you can actually subscribe for free and uh, have it have it download to your your iPhone or your iWatch or your iPod or your iPad or your mini pad, your maxi pad, your puppy pad, your computer, anything you can listen to podcasts on and uh, listen to it Friday night, Saturday, Sunday, anytime during the week, whenever it's convenient for you. If uh, you want to follow me on Twitter, at Ed Hoffman, where I tweet about current events all week long, the Facebook page is facebook.com slash the main event Ed Hoffman. And uh, I think that's all I need to say. Okay, so uh, other than that, other than that, uh, let's get to what we have. So for those of you that said, hey, whatever happened to Scott McAfee, he used to come on your show like every three or four weeks. It's been a lot. Been, how long has it been? Two- it has been a while, Ed. I've been missing it, you I, know? I think it's been, you know, I had I had some guests on my show, candidates that were running before yep. the primaries. And uh, so, hey, Scott, welcome back to the main event. And it's great to be back. And, uh, you know, hey, let, let's plug a couple of, couple of events. Uh, next Saturday, next Saturday, not this weekend, next weekend, uh, join the American Legion Post 79's Open House. Uh, it's a 2979 Dexter Drive in Riverside from 9 to 3. Meet the Post family. Uh, see our historic post. There's a Pinewood Derby races and food available. Um, serving our veterans for over 99 years. We're all always uh, in support of all the all the veterans. So uh, uh, that's next Saturday from 9 to 3. And uh, this Saturday, so if you're listening, if you're listening on Saturday, it's tonight. If you're listening on Friday night on the podcast, it's tomorrow. Scotty, tell us about your event. Yeah, so we're putting on a conservative comedy show. It's called Make America Laugh Again. It's tonight, that's Saturday night, at the Mill Creek Cattle Company in Mentone. We have three really funny conservative comedians. I'm going to be the MC for this thing. The doors open at 5. The show starts at 6. Tickets are 59 bucks. That includes dinner. You can go to MakeAmericaLaughAgainEvent.com. That's MakeAmericaLaughAgainEvent.com. It's really funny. We've actually been selling out these shows. We've got some really talented people. We'd love if you can make it. MakeAmericaLaughAgainEvent.com. Be there, yeah. So, uh, how many how many of these have you done? You did the one at Sycamore Inn. Yeah, we did, we sold out two shows at the Sycamore Inn at Ranch Cucamonga. Had another big showing out at Long Beach, and uh, so yeah. So we're we're kind of on a roll here now. I will say, Don and I uh, went uh, to the one at Sycamore Inn and uh, laughed our butts off. Good, and it was uh, it was fun. Uh, food and uh, and cocktails, adult beverages, and uh, laughing is uh, something that we are fans of. Let's get to what's happening. Some pretty exciting stuff. Pretty exciting stuff going on this week. Uh, It's been called one of the most incredible events in modern presidential politics. Joe Biden's astonishing comeback, which began last weekend with him winning the South Carolina. A lot has happened since the last show. Um, Last weekend, he won uh, South Carolina easily after the endorsement of Senator James Clyburn, which those of us in California really don't even know who he is. That continued with uh, Pete Buttigieg and Amy Klobuchar suspiciously dropping out on Monday. Did they drop out before Super Tuesday? Um, I guess they did. Yeah. <laughs> I guess they did. I thought that maybe yep. they didn't want to go through. Maybe they were just tired. They didn't want to go do all those events for a couple more days just to uh, just to get embarrassed. And of course, you know, Pete Buttigieg's husband was really getting uh, getting mad about not seeing him as as often as he wanted to. And uh, it concluded with uh, Joe's Super Tuesday sweep of ten states out of fourteen. Uh, and the final Super Tuesday results were Alabama, Biden got 50, is that 52 delegates? So Alabama, Biden won. Arizona, Biden won. Um, M.E. Maine, 
Maine, Biden won. Massachusetts, Massachusetts, Biden won. Wasn't there someone from Massachusetts in the race at the time? Mm. Mm. Seems like. So uh, So Elizabeth Warren got her. She uh, lost her own state. She lost point. her own state. That's, yeah. that's a pretty big embarrassment. Yep. Minnesota. Wasn't that Amy Klobuchar's state? Yeah. Biden won. North Carolina, Biden won. Oklahoma, Biden won. Tennessee, oh, Biden won. Texas, Biden won. Virginia, Biden won. Sanders got Colorado, Utah, Vermont. And, of course, he's uh, he's uh, at California. looks like he's up eight and a half points. Uh, they haven't quite finished it all off in California because California people are just a little bit slower. That counting thing just... Yeah, but we, we love the commies out here, Ed. We love the com- yeah, we love the commies. That's for yep. sure. That's for sure. The the everybody wants a the democratic uh socialist. So let's talk about one of the reasons this happened. Highly suspicious dropping out of Buttigieg and Klobuchar on Monday. These two literally ended their campaign, showed up to Joe's next rally in Dallas in a matter of hours to endorse him, alongside the official biggest loser of the Democrat Party, Beto O'Dork. I mean Beto O'Rourke. I'm sure the DNC had nothing to do with this, right? And I'm delighted to endorse and support Joe Biden for president. So what I want all of you to do is vote for Joe. I will be casting my ballot for Joe Biden. You know, the funny thing is, I know Tucker Carlson had said there's no way Joe Biden will be the nominee. And I've actually disagreed with that all along. I thought Joe Biden would be. Not that Joe Biden is a great candidate, Ed, but the rest of these people are absolutely horrible. I mean, that's that's the bottom line here. Yeah, I really I really look at, hey, they had like uh, uh, 23 people running. Seems so long ago. And it came down to the socialist and the senile dementia guy. <laughs> you got to be kidding me. Is right. that... Wait a minute, Tulsi's still in there, though, Ed. Don't oh, yeah, Tulsi's in there. Tulsi. She's not on any of the debates, no. and she's never got more than 1% of the vote. Maybe maybe that's her strategy. To, to lose terribly? Well, you know what? I thought maybe, maybe she's just waiting for everybody else to get out so she can get some attention. Okay. I thought four years ago that uh, Carly Fiorina, you know, she was, uh, she was on, my, on my top list of uh, my list in, in 2016 was uh, Scott Walker, Mm-hmm. Um, Rick Perry, Ben Carson, Carly Fiorina, then Trump. And I thought, I didn't, number one, I didn't think Trump was serious. Um, I didn't really think he really wanted to give up his lifestyle to actually be president. And uh, Scott Walker j- dropped out early. So did Rick Perry. Carly Fiorina said she was, she had enough money. She was going to, she was going to fight all the way to the convention. And then she got behind uh, uh, Ted Cruz. Yeah. Right. And I thought her strategy was, hey, get everybody else off the stage so I have more attention. And I and I can uh, I can, uh, you know, if we were going to have the first woman president, I thought she would have been she would have been good. But I'm glad it went the way it went. Oh, yeah. It worked out quite nicely, didn't it, Ed? Yeah, it did. So we have uh, we have someone who's actually uh, fighting the fight. And, uh, you know, what's funny is as funny as uh, Don and I were talking about it the other night. They were talking about how how Trump attacks all these people. And I said, have we ever heard Trump attack somebody just for no reason or every single time it's a counterpunch? Right. No, he fights back. And that's why the left especially hates him. He doesn't just stand there and take it like George Bush did and so many other Republicans. He actually fights back. Yeah, I haven't I haven't heard him, though, go go uh, unsolicited, unsolicited attack on anyone. It's always it's always, hey, well, you said this about me. Well, look at you. <laughs> so that's uh, that's exciting. So, uh, so anyway, let's analyze this. Keep in mind, 
all these coincidences. This followed two weeks of full court press onslaught of negative media coverage on Sanders, obviously intended to turn Democrat voters against him. All of a sudden, everyone from Obama administration is going on TV or tweeting some talking points, and the buzzword about Biden is decency. You know, we always talk about, hey, Nancy Pelosi gets on her her conference call and says, hey, this is going to be our buzzword for this week, and everybody's using it. Samantha Powers tweets out, the foundations of a progressive policy platform are empathy and decency, which at Joe Biden embodies to a true rare extent. These qualities are also the antithesis of the narcissism and cruelty of at Donald Trump. The contrast will be stark. Ta-da! Susan Rice says, I'm proud to endorse at Joe Biden for president. And then it shows a picture of, uh, of uh, Joe Biden giving a, giving a squeeze to uh, Susan Rice. He's actually smelling her hair, Ed. Exactly. Here he is. Come for me. He's on... got her nose in his hair. <laughs> her nose in his nose. His in nose in her, her hair. I sound like Biden. I know. Exactly. Okay. I know. It's uh, try to try to be try to keep <laughs> to keep the dementia out. Here he's comforting me on January 4th, 17. Just after my mother passed away, there's no one kinder, more empathetic and caring than at Joe Joe Biden. He will lead America with the same deep compassion and decency. Yeah, if he wouldn't have a coffee cup in his other hand, he'd be grabbing her butt. James Comey, our favorite uh, pro uh, ex uh, ex pro FBI guy, he says, voted in the first Democratic primary to support party dedicated to restoring values in the White House. I agree with at Amy Klobuchar. We need a candidate who cares about all Americans and will restore decency and dignity to the office. There's a reason Trump fears at Joe Biden and roots for Bernie. I think that's BS. Yeah. Well, you know, and and it's funny, too, because I think that I heard some blowback that the Dems did not want James Comey's endorsement. Yeah, I would. I could understand that. Yeah, because he's not really liked by anybody at this point. Yeah, he's uh, he's uh, uh, a pariah. He's a. what do they call it? A uh, persona non grata. Mm, yep. No one, no one's, no one's wanting to be friends with him. Of course, President Trump knows exactly what's going on. It's being rigged against Crazy Bernie. Crazy Bernie's going to go crazy, crazy. I think Crazy Bernie's going to be more crazy when they see what they're doing. I called it a long time ago. Mayor Pete, he quit out. She uh, dropped out. Sounds like they made a deal, you know. They both supported Sleepy Joe. They, you know why? They made a deal. You know why? Quid pro quo. That's why. Okay. Quid pro quo. You know what's amazing is uh, I think I think they stay in so long when they know they have no chance because they don't want to go back to work. So they're get, <laughs> they're getting this senator's uh, uh, paycheck or they're getting a congressperson's paycheck, and they don't have to show up for anything because they're out campaigning on all their all their donations. So they're flying around in in uh, private jets and they're going around and they make a few little speeches that they memorized and they get to eat out and just travel around and be a and feel like a big like a big shot like a celebrity and they just don't want to have to go back to work and actually do something well not only that but of course running for president can be pretty lucrative i mean you get speaking deals and book deals and was it andrew yang is like some commentator on cnn i think now so or one of those stations that i don't watch but but he actually can make some money from doing this, I think. Exactly. It's uh, I mean, you see all the all the uh, all the all the bad guys from the uh, Obama administration are on CNN now. So uh, so now that he's magically the front runner again, Joe Biden is lucid and articulate, right? We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by the go. You know the you know the thing. Look, tomorrow is Super Thursday, Tuesday, and I want to thank you all. 
I tell you what, I'm rushing ahead, aren't I? Yeah, I was I was surprised he didn't say, oh, my time's up. I got to stop now. You know, I don't think there's anything more entertaining than watching Joe Biden make these speeches now, because I don't think now we're at the point because it is getting worse, Ed. Yep. It's getting worse. And now we're to the point where every speech he does, there's going to be some kind of gaffe or another. We, all you have to do is wait for it. And you know what's even funnier to me is not even watching or listening to Joe, but it's watching the audience behind him, like watch their faces when he makes one of these goofs and they're just kind of looking at each other like, like it's like the emperor's new clothes. We just got to pretend this isn't happening and start applauding on yeah, cue. Pre- pretend he's got clothes on and <laughs> he's walking around naked. And right. You know, it's uh it's, it's, it would be interesting to even look at the audience and just go, you know what? This is who you're excited about. Well, I don't know if they really are or not. And I've said this before, but most vice presidents are followed around by the secret <laughs> service. Joe Biden is followed around by visiting angels. Exactly. I love that one. Thank you. So it's, uh, and of course, Trump commented on this too. Tomorrow, voters in states across the nation will head to the polls for Super Tuesday, not Super Thursday. Oh, he said, Super Thursday, you can't do these things. He's constantly naming the wrong state. It's great to be in the state of Ohio. No, 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 I'm sorry, you're in North Carolina. I honestly don't think he knows what office he's running for. And that's true. The day before South Carolina, Biden Lee apparently forgot he was vice president for eight years, forgot he was running for president now, and thought he was running for Senate again. You're the one who sent Barack Obama the presidency, and I have a simple proposition here. I'm here to ask you for your help. Where I come from, you don't get far unless you ask. My name is Joe Biden. I'm a Democratic candidate for the United States Senate. Look me over. If you'd like to see help out, if not both the other by, give me a look, though, okay? Who's the other Biden, Ed? I don't know. The other Biden, maybe he's, uh, maybe he's, hey, if you don't want to donate to me, give it to my wife. Or maybe a son or something. Maybe there's somebody else running. We don't know about Ed. There's more to this story. I'm telling you. It it could be. We got (laughs) to, we we better check the donations in the Biden campaign. Something, something is fishy. I'm voting for the other Biden. You actually, you actually can't even make this stuff up. No. You know, can you, can you believe he actually said this? He said the United States Senate, he didn't go, uh, uh, I mean, I mean, president, oh uh, man, I'm forgot. He just kept on going, kept on going. He doesn't know which way is up. And of course, there's all this. Why attack Sanders? Why, 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 you're getting nervous, man. He apologized for saying that I was corrupt. He didn't say anything about whether or not I was telling the truth about Social Security. We've been doing everything we can do to keep Biden from being the nominee, and guess what? We tried it in, in Iraq, it's not working, so now we're gonna try, I mean, in Iran, excuse me, we tried in Ukraine. The Me Too movement has forced a cultural reckoning around the issue of sexual violence and harassment against women in America. We have to just change the culture, period, and keep punching at it and punching at it and punching at it. Very poor choice of words. How do you explain the performance in Iowa, and why should the voters believe that you can win the national election. Number one, I was a Democratic caucus. You ever been to a caucus? Well, he was no, a you caucus. You're a line dog faced pony soldier. You said you were, but you're, you're, now you gotta be honest. I'm gonna be honest with you. You're a damn liar, man. That's not true. The fact is, if you're going to take on the government, you need an F-15 with Hellfire missiles. That's There's a flag. There's no way an AK-47 is going to take care of you if, the, if you're going to take on, you're worried about the government coming down, knocking down your door. We never said you, you could own any weapon at all. You can't have a magazine 
that has more than 10, 10 rounds in it. We choose unity over division. We choose science over fiction. We choose truth over facts. And to get hot, I got a lot of, I got hairy legs that turn. Oh, here's the worst that, one of that, all. That, that, that turn uh, um, blonde in oh. the sun. And the kids used to come up and reach in the pool and rub my leg down so it was straight and then watch the hair come back up again. They look at it. So I learned about roaches. I learned about kids jumping on my lap. And I've loved kids jumping on my lap. We have this notion that somehow if you're poor, you cannot do it. Poor kids are just as bright and just as talented as white kids. Wealthy kids, black kids, Asian kids. We've acted together. We have never, never, never been unable to overcome whatever the problem was. If you agree with me, go to Joe 30330 and help me in this fight. Thank you very much. Yeah, Joe, that's your zip code, not the website, okay? Exactly. It wasn't even a website. It was some kind of uh, text thing. Oh, okay. That's what it was. That got completely lost. You know, hey, you should should explain the technology before you before you uh, have him advertise it so he understands it has a concept but this guy has no sense no sense of appropriate appropriate talk you know we've been doing that i've been doing this show for 12 years now and i will say hey they used to they used to uh censor me more than more than you know after 12 years you know i got a i got a pretty good clue on what words I can't say. And I know, and I consciously think about that. And, you know, as running my own company for a lot, all kinds of years, I know about when I'm talking to an employee, some things that I can't say that we used to be able to say in the old days. And you're, and you're consciously have, you know, you're subconsciously thinking about this while you're saying stuff. Joe has none of those, those senses. Yeah, no, for sure. And I know I sent you that meme. There's a picture of Joe Biden uh, that's making the rounds on the internet. It says, I'm Joe Biden, and I forgot this message. Yep, exactly. I mean, you th- you think about people come into your into your shop. They say, hey, I heard you on the radio. And you got to say, well, hey, they might be here to buy a bike. Let me feel them out before I before I uh, make anything too, too right-wing wacko comments. Sure, sure. I mean, but- you... You got. You have to be. Have to be thinking about that all the time. Of course, of course. By the way, did you know Joe named his running mate? <laughs> no, he didn't. No, I didn't know that. Uh, it's Corn Pop. <laughs> Thought you liked that one. Eric. Yeah, I did. I like that Thank one. Thank you. Scott's always bringing on his new stuff to try it out on me to see if I can hold my, <laughs> hold my composure. You know, and the and the, one of the things that we saw this week was. Um, uh, Trump made a made a comment that hey they tried the the Russia thing and that didn't work they tried the they tried the uh, the impeachment thing and that didn't work and now they're doing the the coronavirus and saying I don't you know he goes they're trying to pin me on that I didn't react to the Re- Russia the coronavirus and he goes well that's just a hoax and now all the pundits on all the other stations are saying he's calling the coronavirus a hoax when in fact he reacted much faster to the coronavirus um, than. Uh, Joe Biden or Joe Biden, Joe Biden and and Obama did on the uh, what was it the uh, swine flu H one N one virus that they didn't do anything until uh, six months into it and a thousand people in the United States had died and they didn't do anything. Trump reacted very quickly and put on the travel bans. Hey, you know this is happening in China. Let's stop people. That, you know it's common sense. And I know there's a uh, cruise ship on the outside of a sa- uh, San Francisco this uh, today today where it's Friday and uh and I know he had a conversation with Gavin Newsom had to tell Gavin Newsom hey don't let it port 
Let's do test test while it's offshore. Don't don't give it a chance for those people to walk into the general population. And of course, Gavin Newsom has no sense at all. So uh, I'm glad that he's actually we got a president with some with some common sense and some and he can he can think logically. Well, you know, is this gonna this gonna offend anybody? Well. At this point, it's really not a question of offending people. Anything to add to that before well, we go to break? Yeah, just the only last comment on Joe Biden is like, Joe Biden's not going to run the country. That's obvious. He can barely get out a straight sentence. Uh, the question is, who does he pick for his VP? Because that may be the person that's running this country. It's probably going to be a woman, might be a minority. I could see maybe Kamala Harris in that role. It's not going to be Pocahontas. Um, maybe the chick uh, that ran for Ohio governors. Um, what's uh. her name? Oh, um, Stacey Abrams. Oh, no, that was uh, Atlanta. That was Georgia. Georgia. Okay, Georgia. Sorry. Sorry, Georgia. Yeah, she, she doesn't have any sense either. Well, I don't know, but she'd be a good running mate for Joe. Could be Amy Klobuchar. Could be. Ah, gosh, she's so boring, though. I know. But Man. She, and then there's and then there's uh, the, the uh, talk about maybe it's going to be uh, uh, Michelle Obama. I don't think she wants the spot, man. I know, but she'll want she'll want something from uh, she'll want to figure a way to get Obama back in there. Okay. Hey, anyway, we're out of time for this this half of the main event. Stay tuned for five minutes of traffic, weather, sports, and commercials, and we'll be right back with the second half. Don't go anywhere. And welcome back to part two of the main event. My name's Ed Hoffman with Summit Funding. I don't talk a lot about uh, real estate and finance. But unless you're uh, living under a rock, you have to you have to see what's going on. The 10-year bond has gone from 1.6% to like 0.67 in one week. Interest rates are falling through the floor. And I'll tell you that uh, for everybody who's calling in and go, man, look at all this. What's the rates? When the rates go down, they drift down day by day by day by day. When they go up, they jump up really fast. So, but so you have time because the the uh, the market is dropping down. The interest rates are excellent. If you haven't uh, refinanced in the last few months, it's time to call and find out, and we'll try to keep up. Call me at 855-640-2020. 855-640-2020. One last time, day or night. Area code eight five five six four zero. 2020. Also, if you're a senior talking about reverse mortgages, the lower the interest rate gets, the more money you get. So if you've talked about it, if we've talked about a reverse mortgage and said, hey, you know, what? you're $16,000 short because based on your age and the and the value of your house, you're going to need to come in with 16000 or you need to come in with 48000 or you need to come in with whatever. The rates going lower fixes that. May not fix all of it, but it makes a big difference. So if, if you've looked into it and it didn't really make much sense, or if you have a ton of equity and say, well, it's going to give you a credit line of 117000 right now it might be 147000 So there's opportunity there if you're thinking about that, 855-640-2020, or go to edhoffman.net, click on the Summit Funding logo, and do the thing. So anyway, I got Scott McAfee from uh, Don's Bikes here in the studio with me. Welcome back, Scotty. In the house, Ed. One more time, we'll plug his uh, his Make America Laugh event at the Mill Creek Saloon uh, t- uh, tomorrow if you're listening on Friday night, uh, tonight if you're listening on Saturday morning, and if you're listening on Sunday, you missed it. 
So uh, give us all the info on that. Sure. So we're putting on a conservative comedy show. Uh, It's called Make America Laugh Again. It's tonight, that's Saturday night, at the Mill Creek Cattle Company in Mentone. We have three really funny conservative comedians. I'll be the MC. Uh, Love to see you there in person. Uh, The doors open at 5. The show starts at 6. Tickets are 59 bucks. That includes dinner. You can go to Make America Laugh Again event.com. That's Make America Laugh Again event.com. Okay, so let's uh, let's continue. We talked about uh, Joe Biden winning Super Tuesday. We talked about uh, Pete Buttigieg and Amy Klobuchar and and Michael Bloomberg. Michael Bloomberg dropped five hundred gazillion dollars. <laughs> Not a great investment, Ed. Exactly. To embarrass himself. Exactly. So let's let's talk about. By what... the way, by the way, you know the funny thing is he dropped out, but he was still polling number one amongst horse faced lesbians. <laughs> Yeah, those horse-faced lesbians love him. Okay. Rachel, Rachel Maddow. Oh, didn't name names. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I? Was I not supposed to say? Well, she names? might have been his running mate. I don't know. I know exactly. Well, she is a horse-faced lesbian. So anyway, so let's uh, let's talk about what makes this week so unprecedented. Isn't just that Buttigieg and Klobuchar dropped out before Super Tuesday, but also Michael Bloomberg dropped out Wednesday, having spent five hundred million dollars to win one state. American Samoa, which I don't think it's even a state. We had to look that one up because we didn't know where the hell that was. Yeah, I never so, even heard of it. So where's American Samoa? And American Samoa is a little, we found it, it's out, it's down by New Zealand, <laughs> which is about as far away as you can get. I think I think that's the single longest uh, flight nonstop LAX to uh, to Australia is like uh, 13 hours in the air and, uh, and you know, over, over the ocean. So you go to Australia, then you go over to the uh, to the left, looking down to see New Zealand, and then you go out in the middle of the middle of the ocean, about 100 or 200 miles away, and there's three little islands called Samoa, and one little island is American Samoa. I just want to know when the hell we picked up that piece of real estate at, and why would anybody there even care <laughs> what's going on in the United States? I don't know. Oh, because we send tax money there. Mm. All right. And Elizabeth Warren, who is actually getting some traction after, uh, again, after trashing Bloomberg in the last two debates, she dropped out after winning 41 delegates. And, you know, I, I, I think about Elizabeth Warren and how uh, not comfortable in her own skin she looks. You know, that skinny little body with those dumb little sweaters. You know, we think about uh, Hillary in her pantsuits. So uh, Elizabeth Warren in her little sweaters and her, her hand up in the air waving with that goofy looking look on her face. <laughs> kind of glazed eyes glazed i remember an event where uh she she came up she on stage she's waving to everybody one of the hosts uh is behind her she turns around to hug the hug the host and she's waving to the backdrop she's standing there (laughs) with her with her back away from the back away from the audience and she's waving i'm going who's she waving to she just she just has that has that move down. Well, it looks like this, and you're right. This may be the last of the Mohican. Obviously, what we're saying. Ed, did, I don't know if you ever saw her like video that she made where she drinks the beer. Did you ever oh, see that one? I love that one. It's so freaking awkward. Yeah, it's so a, awkward. I think oh. I'll, I think I'll have a beer. Oh, here's my husband. Would you like to have a beer? Uh, no, I'll pass on the beer. It looked like it was made by a fifth grader. I know, and it's like, well, I think she was on Facebook Live or something, or when she did that one. Yeah. Oh, it was it was so bad. Yeah, exactly. Well, this is going to make me relatable to uh, to people that drink beer. Hmm. Apparently not. Didn't seem to work. So uh, so I'm so uh, Warren's announcement was pretty interesting with the reporters and supporters gathered outside her uh, her Massachusetts home. No, it's her teepee. Ed. Yeah. Or her wigwam. And uh, her husband walking their barking dog. Her husband's gone. 
when is this foolishness going <laughs> to stop? I'm going to I'm going to walk the dog and let him take a dump in front of the camera. <laughs> but he's out on the leash, uh, the dog's barking. Let's listen. That's Hillary Clinton barking. Probably in her blue jumpsuit. <laughs> I say this with a deep sense of gratitude for every single person who got in this fight, every single person who tried on a new idea, every single person who just moved a little in God, their I'm bored. of what a president of the United States should look like. Um, I will not be running for president in 2020, but I guarantee I will stay in the fight for the hardworking folks across this country who have gotten the short end of the stick over and over. Yeah, she's a she's a loser. Yeah, my uh, Eric on my uh, one of my teammates, Eric Marquez, uh, ran into her in the grocery store in really in Diamond Bar. What the hell uh, is she doing out of here? Apparently, she's got one of her kids lives out here. Oh, and he ran into her and he said he said. He's he's there with his father-in-law at the grocery store. You know, we're all there on we're all go to the last minute to the grocery store on Thanksgiving because there's always something our wives forgot. And I think it was Thanksgiving morning he was there and she's roaming through the through the uh, uh, grocery store. She's looking to get some corn to grind it up. <laughs> Sorry. Exactly. And uh, and I guess his father-in-law is a Democrat and uh, he got a picture with her. And, and he goes, nah, that's all right. I don't, I don't need a picture. Oh. And uh, and he, he said there's Secret Service people kind of kind of trolling back to not make it obvious, kind of mm. like when we saw Malika Obama. And uh, oh yeah, at in the, the airport. At the airport, yeah. hey, what is what's Obama's daughter doing here? Uh, you know, the day after the inauguration or two days after the inauguration, she's out here by herself at the airport. Hmm. So anyway, anyway, we uh, we uh, get off track here. So uh, and then she took some. Then uh, Warren took some questions and. Things got a little emotional. Um, two questions. Sure. I saw you vote um, two days ago for yourself. I did. Could you, um, two things, reflect a little bit about what that was like for you? And then the other question is, could you talk a little bit about the role that you think that gender played in this campaign yeah. and in this crisis? So, um, it was... Uh, uh, I stood in that voting booth and I looked down and I saw my name on the ballot and I thought, wow, kiddo, you're not in Oklahoma anymore. Oh, and boy. I wonder what your message would be to the women and girls who feel like we're left with two white men to decide between. God I forbid. Know, one of the hardest parts of this is all those pity promises and all those little girls who are going to have to wait four more years. Um, that's going to be hard. You know, you know what? She's blaming sexism for dropping out, but the fact of the matter is the Navajo ran out of dough. <laughs> apparently, apparently. So, you know, what? what's it like to vote for yourself? <laughs> well, <laughs> I could go a lot of places with that, but, yep. but I have a sense of what's allowed on the radio, so I'm not going to. Right. That but, might break our pinky promise with Salem. Exactly. And then the... Uh, and then the <laughs> Pinky promise. So, and but she goes, hey, what about all those little girls? Isn't that the same stuff they they talked to Hillary about? What the all the little girls whose hopes and dreams were wrapped up in some and uh, whether she was going to be president? Some windbag with no personality. I think uh, I think uh, Fierro, who was running for vice president with Mondale. Oh. what was her name? Her first name? Uh, Geraldine. 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 Uh, Ferrer. I don't remember that. I think she still had. Well, I'm a couple years older than you. Yeah. So I was I was watching. So uh, 
I think she made that same speech. Well, you know, for all the little girls that lost lost their hope. Hey, you know what? All you little girls. Hey, Rowan, if you're listening, my granddaughter, she's eight. Get over it. <laughs> hey, don't 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 take anything about what you can do with your life based on what Elizabeth Warren did or Hillary Clinton did. <clears throat> you know what? We're all we're all uh, we're all God's children and and we can all be whatever ever we want to be. And just because Elizabeth Warren dropped out doesn't mean all the little girls of this world uh, are losing hope. And of course, all those pinky promises. What's that make you think about? I don't know. All I know is I had a reservation about her running all along. And that's my final Indian joke for the show, Ed. All right. But with that, it makes me think about all those little pink hats. No. In Washington, D.C. Mm. Uh, uh, three years ago. Yeah. And we'll see those again, Ed. Mm-hmm. Exactly. We will be there at inauguration. About a year, yeah. Yeah, yeah so uh, all these all these little boys wearing, uh, <laughs> wearing pink hats. Oh, and they're just like looking around like, why the hell am I here? Was it, wasn't it a little boy that said, had a little sign said, uh, we deserve orgasms too? No, it was an actually an ugly chick. And what was, I still what, got the picture too. What was the little boy where he had a sign? Well, there was a kid that's saying feminism or something like, uh, like working women of the world unite. There was two young boys that had these signs uh-huh. said women of the world. And you see the look on their face like, okay, I don't want to be here. Exactly. You know, mom, I'm just a freaking prop. Mom wouldn't let me stay home and play video games. Right. So, uh. Uh, see, and then the sexism blame game didn't end there. If you say, yeah, there was sexism in this race, everyone says, whiner. And if you say, no, there was no sexism, about a bazillion women think, what planet do you live on? Um, I promise you this, I'll have a lot more to say on that subject later on. Can you I, imagine that dope giving a State of the Union speech, by the way? Yeah. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine oh. Biden doing it? Oh yeah, I can actually. Yeah, up, 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 up. you know he can't. He can't. He uses a teleprompter oh. when he's got a when he's got a a crowd of twenty five. I think even his teleprompter has Alzheimer's. And, that, and he and he, <laughs> he can't stay on. Ah, oh, 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 we're all you know we're all endowed by our, our creator. You know the you know the thing. The thing upstairs. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> what a what a moron. And and Democrats, this is who you're pinning all your hopes on. You know what that. Unbelievable. For someone who claims to hate capitalism, Bernie, the Democrat socialist, didn't waste any time capitalizing on Warren's demise and appealing to her supporters. Today, what I'm doing is reaching out to the millions of strong supporters Wait, that he said strong she supporters. Had. Did he say to tell hey, them hey, that, hey, get him, play that? But did he I say just, did he say schlong supporters? Today, what I'm doing is reaching out to the millions of strong supporters <laughs> that. He did. He did say it. Hey, doesn't he know that you can't say schlong on the radio? And he's Jewish. And uh, he, he knows what he's saying. Yeah, uh, he, he's, <laughs> you know what? I'm going to call my sister and say, hey, this is what you're going to vote for? <laughs> you know, uh, a Jewish Jewish mother gives you a green shirt and a blue shirt for uh, for your birthday. And the next time you show up at her house, you're wearing the, the, the green shirt. And she says, what's wrong? You didn't like the blue? <laughs> okay, play that clip one more time. Today, what I'm doing is reaching out to the millions of strong supporters that she had and to tell them that, you know, while Senator Warren and I had nuances of differences, we did, that there is no question that her agenda, uh, what she fought for in the campaign, was far closer to what I am fighting for than uh, what Joe Biden believes in. And we would welcome those supporters. 
Oh. So the so the schlong supporters are just the males, I guess. I guess I'm not sure what they call the female equivalent of a schlong. I don't know. You're Jewish, uh, or you were, you used to be. Uh, what was that called? See. What, I can't think of any. You know what? I was. Uh, you know my my mom's not didn't, a bagel. Didn't, uh, what is it? Um, <laughs> sorry, Ed. So uh, shame. Where where were we for so so, so let's let, talk about the the big thing that's happening this this week. Uh, well, the big thing, the latest, the latest thing that we'll see how uh, justice isn't fair uh, when it comes to Democrats, because there is no justice for Democrats. So for some reason, Chuck Schumer decided to show up at an abortion rally this week and threaten bodily harm against two Supreme Court justices. So it happened outside the Supreme Court where the justices were inside hearing oral arguments, oral arguments on the first abortion rights case of the Trump presidency, whether a Louisiana doctor should be able should be required to have hospital privileges in order to form in order to perform abortions apparently it's fine for groups to hold mob rule mob rule rallies outside the court uh, while the court does its job this one was hosted by the center for reproductive rights who let women scream and yell about their passion for abortion all day and at some point chuck schumer walked up to the mic I want to tell you, Gorsuch, I want to tell you, Kavanaugh, you have released the whirlwind and you will pay the price. You won't know what hit you if you go forward with these awful decisions. You you won't know what hit you? Is that like uh, what uh, what uh, Rand Paul went through? He was on his lawn and his next door, his next door neighbor, a Democrat, just didn't know, came up from behind and... Body blocked him. Su- sucker punched him. Yeah, um, he sounds like a lunatic, actually. And what he's saying is dangerous. The, that, guy, the guy should be arrested. I think he should too. And yep. you know, it sounds like it sounds like he called out Judge Gorsuch and Judge Kavanaugh, or Justice Gorsuch and Justice Kavanaugh. But Schumer staffers claim he was referring to not to Gorsuch and Kavanaugh, but Republican lawmakers who would be voted out of office. Yeah, that's uh, that's a ticket. Uh, here's Mitch McConnell. We have a behavioral problem, and I think the leaders of Congress owe it to the American people to act like adults and to not engage in shenanigans like going over in front of the Supreme Court with a rowdy mob and threatening the justices by name. Yeah, I would uh, I would agree, and I think if it was a Republican, they would be being asked to step down. Yeah, could, could you imagine if Trump said something like this about, you know, Ruth Bader Ginsburg or Sotomayor Oh, or Kagan. Can you imagine the, the uproar? I know it would be it would be the it would be the next impeachment hearing. And but uh, Schumer with his little uh, reading glasses on his nose uh, is going to is probably going to get a pass. I hope I hope somebody does something about this. Chief Justice John Roberts had something to say. He's normally he's normally Chief Justice Roberts. You know, he was he was uh, uh, put in there by George W. Bush. Yes. What a and, mistake. And he's proved to be uh, a limp. Noodle. So, uh, uh, you know, noodles before you put them in chicken noodle soup, you know, after they get all soft. Uh, that's what I was referring to uh, this morning. So he, so what uh, Justice John Roberts said uh, this morning, Senator Schumer spoke at a rally in front of the Supreme Court while the case was being argued inside. Senator Schumer referred to two members of the court by name and said, you will not know what hit you if you go forward with these awful decisions. Justices know that criticism comes with the territory, but threatening statements of this sort are the highest levels from the highest levels of government are not are not only inappropriate, they are dangerous. All members of the court will continue to do their job without fear or favor from whatever quarter. So Thursday, 
Schumer tries to apologize, kind of, not. I'm from Brooklyn. We speak in strong language. I shouldn't have used the words I did, but in no way was I making a threat. I never, never would do such a thing. And Leader McConnell knows that. And Republicans who are busy manufacturing outrage over these comments know that too. Wait, isn't Trump from Brooklyn too? I'm not sure. Everything he says gets criticized and uh, and threatened with. But when uh, when Chuck Schumer, who's from Brooklyn, that's a that's a yeah, good like excuse. that's an excuse, right? To I make try- threats against people just because that's where you're from. Yep, exactly. Hey, I was brought up. I was a you know in my teen years in the '70s. So hey, I use words like uh, stuff I can't say on the wit on the air. You know, it's you know that word and that word are just passion words. You add them to a sentence to to put more passion into it. Eh, I don't think that I don't think I get away with that either. So let's talk about uh, something more local. San Bernardino County or the San Bernardino Terrace mom. Remember the uh, shooting of of uh, December 1st, 2015. Mm-hmm. I remember it well. I applied for my uh, CCW the next day. Yep. Uh, the mother of one of the shooters in the 2015 San Bernardino Terrace attack has agreed to plead guilty to destroying evidence, apparently a map related to the attack. Uh, federal prosecutor federal prosecutors said Tuesday. Hours after the attack that left 14 people dead and 22 people injured at the Inland Regional Center in San Bernardino, about three miles from here where we're recording, uh, Syed Farouk and uh, Tafshin Malik, uh, so Syed Farouk's mother, Rafia, as if you guys are going to remember all these names, uh, his, his mother, Rafia Sultana Sharif, went into her son's bedroom grabbed at least one document that appeared to be a map and fed it into the shredder prosecutor said i wonder who told i wonder who told on her probably the family member the terrorist attack by saeed farouk and tefshin malik ended around 1101 that day and the prosecutors say that sharif learned about it between 1143 and 306 p.m. and they probably heard the gunshots uh prosecute and the sirens prosecutors didn't say what the map may have depicted and the spokesman for the us attorney's office uh, de- declined to comment on that question. An attorney for Sharif, Charles Swift, could not immediately be reached for comment. But if anyone in the Inland Empire has a kid who's plotting an ISIS attack, Charles Swift is your guy. So uh, anyway, Sharif's plea argument said she was watching her grandchild, the child of the terrorist couple, when one of the family members arrived at the residence in Redlands to pick up, pick her up and the child up. Sharif and the family member discussed their shared belief that Farouk and Malik had perpetrated the attack at the Inland Regional Center in San Bernardino, the plea document says. Prior to leaving the residence, Sharif went into the bedroom of Farouk and Malik and the, and the child, grabbed at least one document that appeared to be a map, and fed the document into the shredder. No word on whether she will get a plea deal. You know, what a lot of people don't know about this, and I heard about it pretty early on because I have some friends in law enforcement, but these two, actually his, his mother and his sister, were in the apartment in Redlands, the whole time they they knew what was going on they knew that it was being used to make bombs that place was like a bomb making factory when they finally got in there so what happened is they were apprehended coming out of the apartment when all this went down and they were released by fbi and and, and really look they these are people these are as much a, a terrorist as the people that actually carried out the attacks it's called aiding and abetting um and it makes me think one more time the fbi is a freaking joke because they just they turn these people as these two should be in prison his mom as well as his sister Exactly, and that's uh, and apparently, if you don't remember, um, the neighbors thought there was weird stuff going on, and they saw they saw something going on in their garage late 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 nights, and they saw 
just weird things going on that they thought were suspicious. And they said the reason they didn't see something and say something was they didn't want to be called uh, racist. Or Islamophobic. Or, Islamophobic yeah. or, right. you know, whatever else they were doing in there. But you know what? If you see something, you have to say something. And hence, this is why we're on the radio, because we see things, we think about them. And we have to say something because, uh, you know, I'm talking and I can't shut up. Um, I'm, you know, I just, I have the, I have the, uh, the right to remain silent. I just don't have the ability. Right. And, and obviously if they would have said something, people might be alive today. Um, but you know, that still, still doesn't change the fact. And by the way, the other little thing that I'd heard is that it took the FBI like six weeks to search their car. And we're talking about the car that belonged to the mother, six freaking weeks. I mean, there was a lot of, um, how shall I say this? I may be giving away too much on the air, but there was a lot of um, a lot of bad relations between the FBI and San Bernardino PD. I mean, San Bernardino PD is looking at these guys going, what the hell are they doing? I mean, you had people on the scene of that uh, investigation who had been with the FBI for like a year. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of inexperienced people. They definitely had a political agenda. They, they were definitely concerned about what CARE, you know, the Council for Islamic Relations, American Islamic Relations was going to say about all this. So, you know, when you talk about, well, most of the people at the FBI are actually great. It's just a few bad apples at the top. I'm sorry, but I think the ratio is probably a lot worse than that. I'd say probably at least half these people are political operatives. People like Peter Strzok, people like Lisa Page that have been put in there by the Obama administration mm-hmm. uh, who are basically have no business, no real business being there. and what we all don't understand is when Trump came into the to the White House why he didn't fire everybody from the previous administration and start hiring his own people but he came from outside the political arena and and as most people do when they take over a business hey come in uh, get the feel of it you know get to know your, the lay of the land before you make any any major decisions and uh, I think it's kind of bit him in the butt a little bit. Right. Well, it's hard to get rid of government employees, too. It's not like you and I, if we have something that's really lousy or incompetent, we can fire them, you know? I know. It's, you have to document everything. Yep. Hey, one last time, let's uh, let's uh, plug tomorrow night, tomorrow night or tonight, depending on when you're listening to the radio, Saturday night at the Mill Creek uh, Cattle Company, uh, Make America Laugh Again. Go to MakeAmericaLaughAgainEvent.com to get tickets. Um, and also, don't forget the American Legion uh, post 79 in Riverside, uh, 2979 Dexter Drive next Saturday. Uh, meet the Post family, historic event, uh, see the historic post, find what Derby races, food available next Saturday from 9 to 3. And uh, we're out of time for this episode of the main event. Scott, thanks for joining me. It's always a pleasure. All right, and uh, my name's Ed Hoffman. I'll be back again with you next week. Do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Summit Funding Incorporated. Ed Hoffman, NMLS ID number 9921. California DRE ID number 1012658. Arizona MLO license number 0926439. Branch NMLS ID number 1841782. Summit Funding Incorporated NMLS ID number 3199. Arizona license number 0925837. Equal housing opportunity.